0: Welcome to the Dr. Hans Brewery podcast. This podcast originated as a video and can be seen in full over at my YouTube channel. Today I'm going to do a Q&A video about pressurized fermentation. I have been brewing under pressure for almost like three years now and of course as my channel is one of the channels that has most content about pressurized fermentation. I've gotten a lot of questions during the years about pressurized fermentation. So I've gathered a lot of questions here today and uh, I will answer them as good as I can. And before you stop typing like crazy down here linking to other channels and what other peeps are saying on forums, hear me out. I didn't start this channel to like parrot anyone else. The whole idea of this channel is that it's supposed to be a learning channel for me together with the viewers. So the thing I'm sharing here is after a lot of pressurized fermentation, the things I've learned from trial and error. So before you said on this channel, he said that that, fine. He says that and I've heard that people are saying things and I read things, but yeah. I'm going to share here what my experiments have taught me about pressurized fermentation. So let's get into that. I'm Dr. Hans. This is Dr. Hans Brewery, my channel about beer and home brewing. So if you want to learn with me how to become better at beer and brewing beer, consider becoming a subscriber. Before we kick off the questions, I need a beer, and uh, yeah, spoiler alert, one of the. Pros of fermenting under pressure is that you can do this. Here we have a beer straight out of the fermenter. This is one of my session NAPA experiments which ended as a Dr. Hans beer kit. And yes, I did talk about my kit, got some complaints about that. But if you have the chance like I have to release some Dr. Hans beer kits would not you talk about them on your YouTube channel or else yeah be my guest through the first stone. First question. What's the benefit of fermenting under pressure? There's a lot of benefits from fermenting under pressure. One you saw right now. The big benefit is that it's very easy to keep oxygen out of your beer and so easy doing seal transfers. So that would be the the main Benefit, I think, of fermenting under pressure. Of course, you can also end up with a carbonated beer. That's another benefit. And uh, another one is that you can brew faster. You can really push up the temperature. That's a quick answer for that question. Question number two. What's the con of pressure fermentation? Um, You need some gear. Should be that. I don't found any like cons. Yeah. You need to buy stuff. I guess that's it. Why buy plastic when they're stainless steel? Um, stainless steel costs more, of course, and they will last longer, of course, but it's a quite of an investment. Most of them also have a lot of more parts, so much more cleaning, I would say. Of course, I would love one. They look really cool, but they are expensive. One thing I like about like, the bubbles is that you can see through them, of course. You need to be aware of uh, keeping them out of sunlight. Next question I'm new to home brewing, should I buy a fermentosaurus? Quick answer no. Longer answer you could if you wanted to, but uh, yeah, maybe you should start with something simple like a bucket and learn the way. But yeah, um, the thing with a fermentosaurus or, or like a fermentilla is that if you have a fridge, you could, like I did here, ferment and serve it straight out of there. You could even bottle carbonated beer straight out of the the vessel so yeah it's really really cool but uh it is an investment and maybe you could instead buy a fridge uh something like that before getting into to that but yeah you spend your money your way do i need a spanning valve or could i just use the rv uh, do you need a spanning valve the rv is just an- another safety precaution so do get a spunding valve if you want to ferment under pressure. And my favorite spunding valve is the spandit. Try to link down below to that. Next question: Doesn't your beer get overcarb when you ferment at 2.4 bar or 35 psi? I ferment higher than most people do, and the quick answer to that: no, my beer don't get overcarbed from the high pressure because. I ferment at a higher temperature. Should we like check this out really closely. For most lagers I do finish at like 25C most of the times and at 2.4 bars that would give 2.6 volumes of CO2 and uh, yeah that's good. And if we do like more what I do for ales I to end at, at 30 degrees and that would give us something like 2.3 volumes of CO2. So we're at a good place there and you can tweak that from there with different temperatures and different bars but yeah so no your beers won't get overcarved from that. I have heard that fermentation over 1 to 1.5 bar would inhibit the yeast. Yes I've heard that too but I've never noticed it so uh, and uh, that's just the thing I think that are going from mouth to mouth. I read some stuff about that and um, when I started out because uh, I d- did want to learn before uh, and also bought this special uh, high pressure lager yeast from white labs but now i have been testing this with a lot of yeast and for the for the testers i really read they went up to like one bar and they tried lower than that and what i read out the result was more like more the merrier but someone else when they read it got another opinion on the result but i have been doing this for like three years now with a lot of different yeast, dry yeast, a lot of different um, liquid yeast. I have done it from uh, yeast I have uh, cultivated from store-bought bottles and I have found that's not accurate at all. I haven't found yeast yet that has struggled under pressure. So uh, if you have found yeast that actually do struggle under pressure, please let me know. I would gladly try it out but uh, yeah I haven't found a yeast jet that doesn't handle pressure. And when I say pressure I mean like 35 psi 2.4 bars, cheers. The next question is about the same. I've read several places that fermenting above one bar 15 psi will greatly reduce yeast growth and produce acyldehyde. Would you consider doing a split batch test to verify or debunk the myth? Uh, I would love to do that of course. I don't have like a big brewing system yet. I do have a lot of like fermentation bubbles so I could try it out. I have just one fridge of course but yeah I could do do like two in at room temp and try that out as soon as I get a bigger brewing system. Produce acyldehyde? No. No no. Uh, that, that's just that's just wrong. And uh, yeah I do pick out Seal the height quite easy, and no, that's a myth. Next question: At what temperature should I ferment at under pressure? I would recommend with a new yeast, I do start at the high temperature of the recommended, to, just to learn it. So, look at the recommended temperature, start at the, the high number there and go from there. You can push it really really up. I will keep on experimenting with that here on my channel. So, consider becoming a subscriber. Next question. When is the Fermented King Junior coming to Europe? I don't know, but this spring it should come. But I don't have an exact date yet. As soon as I get it, I promise I will let you know. And if you don't know what Fermented King Junior is, you got it right, you will find a link down below. Next question. Which fermenter do you recommend? I will go the easy route. I will recommend the uh, source Snub Nose. It's, it's so easy and I have been using the source for years. So I, I know it's a good investment. If you want the big opening the Fermzilla All-Rounder you can get that. If you don't need the big opening I would go for the source Yeast. It's the easiest one to go with. And of course, there's also the fermenting King Jr. But it's not yet available everywhere. I've heard that some yeast are sensitive to pressure. Yes, I've heard that also. But uh, I haven't found a yeast, as I said earlier, that are. So if you have a sp- specific yeast, please let me know. We can get started uh, some conversation about that. I heard that quaik yeast is sensitive to pressure. Um quake is a beast and quaik is not a yeast. Quaik is an old name for yeast and most like quaik uh, varieties ain't a single strain of yeast. They're like a bunch of strains of yeast and yes, there are single strain commercially now but to me it's not really quaik. I don't Think that kvike yeast is sensitive to pressure either. If you have room with kvike, you know kvike is a beast. Okay, this is interesting. Why so fast? If you are not worried about the monetary aspect of tank time, why rush it? I guess, yes, because I can. I've done some stupid experiments but I actually brewed a lager in three days and I have a five-day lager try to link to all those videos down below. Uh, but yeah, the normal turnaround time, you could brew a beer at the weekend and you can drink it the next weekend if you're going under pressure. And force it a bit. And yeah, you can really do that when you are, are making pressurized fermentation beers. But if you don't want to rush it, don't rush it. Uh, if you want your brews to take longer, don't rush it. But rushing it don't hurt the beer. When you are fermenting under pressure. So Fermenter King Junior versus Cornelius kegs. Cornelius kegs are of course an alternative and it's great to do pressurized fermentation in. So try that out. The Fermenter King Junior but it's see-through. It's cheap but if you have a keg get started with pressurized fermentation. Plastic fermenters is bad for the environment. Plastic ain't awesome for the environment but it ain't much material in one of these bubbles and uh, they are, should last you a couple of years. And uh, we're gonna come back to that uh, topic in an, in another time because there are some stuff you can do with it. But yeah, make that a cliffhanger for another episode. But as I said, it ain't much material really. So I'm guessing you're not buying uh, bottled water or buying uh, like soda on pet bottles because it ain't much materials if this is gonna last you a couple of years, at least two years before you have to like change out the bubble or test it. How does a spanning valve works and how do I set it up? There are different kind of spanning valves. Let me show you this one. I guess that answers another questions. Why do I put pressure on the uh, bubble as soon as I get my wart in? One question here is why I do that. Doesn't the, the fermentation produce CO2 by itself? Yes, it does. But I do it to set the spunding valve. So I pressurize the vessel with the amount of pressure I want. Then I close the spanding valve and attach the spunding valve. And this one has a thermometer so it goes down to water. And then I just open the, the spunding until this starts to bubble. If you have a more simple you will have to like use your ear, your hearing. When it starts to bubble or you can hear the gas escape, close it and yeah your spawning valve is set to the amount you want. What psi would you maintain while cold crashing to carb your beer properly and not overcarb? Like I said if I'm at 2.4 bars and end up at 30C, like say is a USO5 beer, I might start at 22 and yeah, ramp it up. There I have a good amount of carbonation and the thing when I started cold crash, I just pull the spandit off and crash it down and you will end up with a good amount of carbonation. If you need more, just put some gas on it there but at this amount of pressure you really don't. How often should I swap out my bubble, the, the main the main body? Because there's an expiration date printed on it. I think uh, it's supposed to last you or two years before you should like test it. When will there be a CIP lid that supports a rotating ball available for Fermicilla or K-King Jr.? When? I don't know. But I think we will be able to do some testing with the Fermenti-King. And also in the future, we might DIY something for it to fit the uh, from Silla maybe. So yeah, subscribe for that. What about wanted esters? Esters are more complicated. And uh, it's not that you are not getting esters when you're fermenting under pressure. But you do not get like uh, these off flavors from when yeast are push too fast or when fermentation are really going crazy. But you do get esters. I've brewed wheat beers and I have brewed uh, English beers. I have brewed Belgian beers. And uh, when I started brewing I've I've learned that at lower temperature you will get less esters. But that's not true for all of yeast. It's like different esters. Yeah. And some yeasts are cleaner when uh, you actually are a bit higher up in the temperature. And uh, one example is um, one yeast I have talked about before in the channel. It's the uh, Bella Saison but I think it's really interesting experiment. I tried a beer that was fermented at 17 Celsius and also tried a beer that was fermenting at 27 Celsius and the 27 Celsius beer was actually the cleaner one. And if you're using US of five and ferment it cold it will really push some like peach esters which you don't get um, when fermenting higher. So esters are a bit more complicated but as I get into bigger sizes of brewing, bigger batches, we can do more split batches here on the channel and we could give the esters thing a really good try with a high pressure and low pressure and as I said I have been fermenting under 2.4 or 35 psi 2.4 bars or 35 psi for a very long time with different kind of yeast and different beer styles but I do of course because this is my channel I want to take this to the the max so um don't know when but in the future I will do some really stupid things and yeah like ferment under four or five bars something like that and of course if you have a yeast strain that you're saying it don't tolerate pressure comment down below. As I said in the beginning before we go like crazy and linking to other people's channel and he says that and they says that and I also heard them say all of these things but uh, yeah maybe someone will Instead, link to my channel and say, I saw this guy try this. I have been trying this for years and I'm not like repeating what other people are saying because that's not the, the way for this channel. You have been listening to the Dr. Hans Brewery podcast. For more content about beer and brewing, check out my YouTube channel, Dr. Hans Brewery, and my website, drhansbrewery.com. Cheers and thanks for listening. Dr. Hans out.